and welcome to the Astrology in You podcast. I'm Kerry Hurrigan, and today we'll be looking at the new moon in Sagittarius coming up on the 23rd or 24th of November 2022. The archetype of Sagittarius, its ruler Jupiter, and some suggestions to begin in this new cycle. But firstly, I'd like to begin by acknowledging the original land carers, the Awabakal people, where this podcast is recorded. I give my deepest respect to Elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded. Just a reminder, before we start, you can get a free mini astrology report that includes a very detailed birth chart from Astrology in You. I created a video to show you how to create a birth chart with transits at astro.com which is really handy in any astrology you are following. And you can currently find the podcast on iTunes, YouTube and other platforms that will be announced soon. So the new moon in Sagittarius will be happening on the 23rd or 24th of November 2022 at 1 degree and 37 minutes, depending on your location. So to see where this specifically relates to you, look to the house or life area. This will be transiting in your own chart as this will be the area of your life that will be affected. The new phase is when we set an intention to begin a new cycle. It is a subjective phase with instinctual random impulses and urges. Absolute freedom is required initially that leads to a more intentional direction as we receive feedback from others and our environment. In evolutionary astrology, we equate the moon with our ego. And our ego is our subjective filter to which we view the world from our own perspective. It is how we see the world based on our childhood conditionings, our culture, societal conditionings, beliefs, and experiences. And this is why we can view the same thing as someone else, but see it differently. So looking at Sagittarius, it is a yang mutable fire archetype ruled by Jupiter and it rules the ninth house where energy is expressed outwards from the center. Sagittarius can be expressed in healthy or extreme distorted ways. And we'll look at both of those. Essentially, the Sagittarius archetype represents the need to find and uncover our highest possible potential through things like creativity, higher learning, going beyond our limiting beliefs, exploring new horizons and seeking our truth. And it is in our truth we find inspiration, freedom and wisdom. Sagittarius follows Scorpio, where we experience upheaval, endings, loss, and stressful conditions. And we had an eclipse in the full moon in Scorpio a couple of weeks ago. And we will feel that tension of that eclipse for several months. But it is from these experiences we can explore further and find the truth behind them. Now, this takes courage, it is not easy. And the willingness to feel those feelings and take the opportunity to find the greater meaning behind them. When you get to the truth, there's laughter, tears, freedom and great liberation that follows. So the question becomes how? Well, how do we do this? Well, one of my favourite Sagittarians is Byron Katie. And if you do listen to the podcast, you know I mention Katie pretty much every time I have a podcast. And Byron Katie has a process that leads to your truth in a gentle, kind and understanding way. And her process is used by all kinds of people, including professional counsellors. 
there's a link below where you can see Katie's process and I recommend that you watch several videos if you decide to go ahead with it and she gives it all away for free. So the ruler of Sagittarius is Jupiter and it is currently stationary at 28 degrees in Pisces and Jupiter is known as the expander and in Pisces it gives the opportunity for that growth with solutions to problems and great optimism. You can be very optimistic when you have a problem and you know that there's a solution to it. Sagittarius is related to the visionary, humor, generosity. It is a freedom loving archetype. I mean, when you consider people like Brad Pitt, Jane Fonda and Taylor Swift, I mean, you look at what these people have accomplished, not just their movies, etc., but in speaking up for those who are not so fortunate and contributing to community both globally and locally. Sagittarian energy loves to have fun and is engaging in their storytelling. They are great to be around. I mean, if you, especially if you're feeling down in the dumps. There's always two sides to the coin. Therefore, we always look to the shadow of signs. Some Sagittarian shadow traits can be a real challenge. Sagittarius can be very difficult with brutal honesty and the feelings of others aren't considered at all. They can be oblivious to the hurt that can be inflicted on others with words and in fact all the fire signs have this. There is a tendency to want to convince and convert others not considering any other perspective or opinion. In other words it's my way or no way and they can be seen as a know-it-all. Even going as far as embellishing and telling lies. This convincing and converting tendency is related to their feelings of security. Gemini, the opposite of Sagittarius, works as a counterbalance, giving an evolutionary need to understand and develop better communication rather than through one's personal opinions and beliefs. What Gemini does is it gives that diversity in looking at things in many ways. And we have to remember that everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Now there's a little bit of background you can see how the new moon in Sagittarius can be an ideal time to set your intention around things like your truth, where you want more freedom, whether that's your finances or relationships or with your health. The new moon in Sagittarius is in a stellium and a stellium means there are three or more planets in the same sign. A stellium means there is a concentration of that sign's energy. So we have Mercury, Venus, the Sun and the Moon all in Sagittarius and this connects with what we value in ourselves or what we don't value. Issues around love, self-love and our communications with each other and how we communicate with ourselves. In relation to self-love, there's not enough self-love or self-appreciation in the world. We seem to default to criticizing, berating and disapproving of ourselves. Perhaps it's easier than praising ourselves. Not feeling good enough is really at epidemic proportions. And this leads us to a very dark place where we find ourselves in the dense emotions of guilt, blame, resentment, shame, anger and unworthiness. This can be such a debilitating effect on our overall health. It's like walking through wet concrete. It's difficult, heavy and dense and we stagnate there. So what I've discovered, and I've been through this many, many times, I really don't know if someone appreciates me or not. So I appreciate myself. I give myself a pat on the back for what I do and this makes me feel valued so it doesn't matter if someone appreciates me or not. I appreciate me. 
So if you are not feeling appreciated, you appreciate and praise yourself for what you do. This changes your thoughts and the way you feel about yourself. You don't need acknowledgement from someone else, just from you. And that's the only person really that you know really does appreciate you. So the new moon is in a difficult aspect called a quindicile or a quindicile with Uranus and the North Node both in Taurus. Now essentially this aspect relates to determination, upheaval, disruption, even separation. The planets connected through this aspect are under a very high developmental tension and this is why it is difficult. Uranus is futuristic with the North Node representing our future both in Taurus and we are going through great changes. We have never seen this before. Collectively our sovereignty and our very freedom are threatened from authority and this is creating upheaval and tension and this is why we're seeing protests and rebellion all over the world as people's freedoms are threatened. Uranus can come with shocks and shake-ups because there is so much resistance to change. We are seeing more extreme weather events related to the Taurus archetype as we are with issues with our food and supply chains. Stresses in the financial and property markets are also continuing. I mean, they are behaving as they have never behaved before. Great upheaval, tension and rebellion against the brutal and outrageous tactics to control people through our health. And now if you haven't heard of the CBDC, which is called digital cash, which is a paradox, there's no such thing as digital cash. I encourage you to do some research on CBDCs yourself. It's threatening our sovereignty and freedoms and the mainstream media are just not reporting on it. I'm always the optimist and I'm noticing more people are seeing through this facade, the lies, questioning more and doing their own research. Therefore, they can form their own opinion, make their own decisions, which is so promising. So the new moon is in a trine to Chiron in Aries and Chiron is the wounded healer and has such a lovely aspect to the new moon. To me, this is an opportunity to find the truth behind our wounds and set ourselves free of the nightmare we find ourselves in. In turn, develop, grow and realize our full potential because the wounds hold us back. The new moon is also in a semi-square to Pluto in Capricorn and this is also a difficult aspect. What it calls for is to try different ways to overcome these difficulties. Pluto exposes and changes things permanently. It rules death, but it also rules rebirth. Letting go of what no longer serves to make way for the new and Capricorn represents structure and structure in society such as government and big business and you can see pretty much on a daily basis how the structure of these organizations is being questioned. So on one hand we have the limitations and structure and on the other we are wanting freedom so you can see why these placements are difficult. On an individual basis it's time to consider what to let go of and what holds you back and doesn't work anymore. In letting go of what you must clears the way for the new to begin. In releasing the old and outdated we can evolve giving our life more meaning in the practicality of our everyday life. With the semi-square we are challenged to find new ways. In the meantime we must be patient with ourselves as we learn and make step-by-step -step progress and enjoy what we want to accomplish. 
So you can see how the tension is growing all the time around the world because of the tendency to want to keep things as they are and things are changing and they will change whether they like it or not. So to wrap up nurturing ourselves in the new moon in Sagittarius, well, medically Sagittarius rules the hindquarters, the quads, hamstrings, liver, thyroid and pituitary glands, weight management, the right side of the brain, which is the creative side, and the left side of the body, which is the feminine side, meaning the feminine principle. It's associated professionally with teaching, religion and philosophy, entrepreneurship, travel, sales, publishing, nature and higher learning. So a couple of suggestions with the new moon in Sagittarius, start a meditation practice to balance, nurture and relax the mind, which is your emotional, physical body. Take complete responsibility for all that you do or don't do, and this creates self-knowledge. Begin to reconnect back with yourself. Discard what no longer serves you. Value and appreciate yourself more. Look to any stressful belief systems, concepts of what keeps you stuck, and take the Byron Katie process to transform that same experience as the doorway to freedom. Be in and with nature as much as you can. Look for greater understanding and deeper meaning in your life. So check the links below for some amazing resources that I use regularly. Thank you for listening up till the end. I hope you are inspired by the Sagittarian energy in this new cycle. Think big and be ready to go on an adventure. Take care of yourself. God bless and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.